the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Narrative War Russia. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Tuesday, February 21st in the year 2023. Lots of clamoring going on now in the, vo- in the vocality of the wars between Russia and United States and Europe. We're going to talk about that and how things are being positioned in the narrative space and where we're going to have to be very cognitive in our processes and framing of what's going to go on here to discern correctly the truth, which is getting ever harder to find. Before we begin, make sure you're doing all you can to be prepared. So much of the time we're living in right now is one of instability and chaos. We don't know from one day to the next what things will change, but we do know is that we can prepare for a lot of different things by having the resources at our hand. One of those things is food. Patriots, do you feel like the world is being held together with duct tape and bailing wire? It sure seems like it. Every day, we're thrown new distractions by the fake news to pull us from the reality we're all about to face. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt, global military conflicts, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. In times like these, you can trust My Patriot Supply. Their three-month emergency food kit comes packed with tasty, and I mean tasty, meals with over 2,000 calories per day. And right now, you'll automatically get $200 in free survival gear with each kit you order. These products will save the day when crisis comes, and it's coming soon. Self-reliance is our only option. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and get $200 worth of free survival essentials with your three-month emergency food kit. Everything is in stock and ready to go, with free shipping too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next disaster strikes. MyPatriotSupply.com. Patriots, as I have said, food security is the foundation for personal sovereignty. Check it out today. Check out MyPatriotSupply.com. You'll be very satisfied that you did. Patriots, one of the things that's happening in this moment right now is so much change and turmoil is to keep us off base. So many things happening on the domestic front and our eyes aren't on the global front or they're on the global front and we're ignoring the domestic front. We had another warehouse burn today in an explosion in Florida, one burning in, in New York. We have infrastructure in this country that is literally being disassembled one piece at a time. How critical these elements are in the bigger picture is hard to say. But what we can definitely say is that there is a great deal of action on the ground to, at the very least, keep people completely consumed and distracted. The East Palestine issue is probably one of the biggest in recent weeks. But with the reports that I'm getting, which I just received some reports from Lieutenant Colonel Retired Pete Chambers, Special Forces, who was up in East Palestine with his own team, their initial assessments are very similar to the things that I presented here that East Palestine was a false flag in a sense, but there's some dimensions to that that I want to talk about as we move into the understanding the greater narrative war against Russia. 
So one of those things with East Palestine, which is critical to understand, is first and foremost, there is something in the air, there's some things in the water, not taking away from any of that. But how those flames are fanned, literally, it depends on how expansive this narrative of fear goes. And this is the whole principle of what we're living in right now, is they're constantly trying to fan the flames of the fear narrative in any capacity they have. East Palestine has the potential to be the same scope of fear in a localized area as COVID did. And it's something that we have to try to continue to dig to the absolute truth. I've framed this out before with the idea that much of this is related not only to land grab, but to the Amos to the Amos court issue, which happened in December, December 20th, where his charges as an Amish farmer, which he was charged for basically selling raw milk and clean meat, meaning unvaccinated, his items confiscated and charged $300,000 of a fine. That is That was all discharged by the judge on December 20th, 2022. So as I mapped out, there's a strong possibility here that we're looking at a an emphasis on warfare against the Amish region, which goes from East Timor. It's more than this, but there is a strong Amish region that goes from East Timor all the way over to Hand in the Bush, Pennsylvania. And that, quote, dioxin cloud that's supposed to be burning over there immediately puts that the farms in a categorical area of risk, whether or not they are or not, depends truly on the real testing on the ground, meaning testing of the soils. But the one thing that we can learn and we have learned already is the EPA is on the ground with a private testing company. And what they're doing there is they're asking people in order to get tested to sign away their rights so that they there's no the company that's doing the testing is indemnified from lawsuit. In the meantime, the EPA is using already their ability to seize water in the area. One of the people up there that Pete Chambers spoke to had 120 wells, 60 of them have been seized by the EPA. Now, one would ask why, and of course, they're using eminent domain and they're using their their rules in the EPA, which basically say something is toxic. That also leads us to the WHO treaty, which Biden signed us onto, which says that any land that has become contaminated can be people can be forcefully removed from that land. That's part of Agenda 2030, and it's a critical component to the WHO's authority that they've used to get us there. Remember, Americans are not going to leave their land willingly, just not. We have an ownership concept here versus Europe, which has more of a tenant-farmer relationship to their land. Within all of this, we have an increasing development, which has been here, but I had more information today that was shared with me, which is this Intel plant that they're building in Ohio, which I can confirm that Intel is shipping over the new chip manufacturing machines to this plant. And that's Intel out of Hillsborough, Oregon, is shipping them to Ohio. But the deal is, is that they need something like 3 million gallons of water. I, and I believe, I want to say per day, it could have been, it could be per month. I have to get those exact facts. So the level of water, though, is enormous. And they're not going to be able to recycle the majority of it. So they're looking for water. That points the finger again over to East Palestine, as to the contaminated the water so that they can use the water for other purposes. That's still hanging out there as far as a confirmed, but the pieces are starting to come together very clearly that this, again, is much more to this than just simply a, quote, railroad accident where there's some vinyl chloride was burned and suddenly contaminated the land. 
Additionally, check out Dr. Lee Merritt's work that we did. She and I did a piece last week that's on Rumble on her channel, which is looking at these same assessments. She does a real deep dive into this as far as what actually happens related to the types of chemicals literally that are in there and recorded in there and what happens when they burn off or how long their their dwell time is or, or contamination period. And what it's looking like is most of this clears out after a few days. So again, caution on these hyper fear moments because this is all part of their ongoing narrative to keep us distracted, to keep us in fear as things around the world unravel and expose them. Patriots, before we go further, make sure you're doing everything you can to protect your wealth in this critical time. Patriots, despite the U.S. blowing through the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's all the more time for you to be proactive. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king. It's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. Think about it. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000. And it's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARS to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text BARDS to 989898 today. Remember, that's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 today. Go ahead and text BARDS to 989898. You will not be disappointed. Patriots, one of the things we are dealing with, in the, and it's a critical aspect of the fifth generation model of warfare, is narrative warfare. And that's the creating of perceptions, which may or may not be true, but it's the controlling of the perception of the reality of the day. Now, obviously, we have had a lot of rumblings between Russia and U.S. In fact, Kamala Harris, the whatever she is, it is, was over there just recently and all but accused Russia of crimes against humanity. The fact is that what she's accused them of is the same things that they are guilty of, meaning the Biden administration and others. But the crimes against humanity she did accuse them of, which basically established us as in war against Russia, telling them that they will be held accountable. You don't hold a country accountable unless you're going to go to war. Much of what has been happening over in Russia, over in the Ukraine area, has been poorly documented for the West. Most people are still, many people are still believing that Ukraine is a legitimate war. Why we would do that, I have no idea, but that's people living in the dark. What my assessment is, though, is that Trump, I'm sorry, Putin has literally used Ukraine as a black hole to drain down European militaries. And I don't think I'm wrong on this, because I believe that what we're actually witnessing here is the draining down of their resources so that Russia can then go about acquiring Ukraine completely and displacing, killing, capturing all of these Nazis that are there. Ukraine's an ugly, ugly place 
for our, for us to be associated with. Not only is it a massive money laundering pit, the criminality and corruption in the government is off the scale. You've had what looks like 40 plus bioweapons labs in the nation, most of which are funded by the Department of Defense. We have also, there's evidence that there is, there were birthing labs, meaning German Germany was, keep a German company, in fact, was using women over there as almost like slaves to produce babies. And those babies then were being put up for adoption for a price of like 30,000 euros each. We have the big question mark of where these orphans are coming from, massive amounts of orphans in the orphanages, and yet it doesn't match the number of kids and married families in, in Ukraine. And when you look at the attorneys that are related in the West to adoption, somehow they always seem to link back to somebody we know, like the Clintons, for example. The Hunter-Biden relationship over there is significant, and also the presence of U.S. pharmaceutical companies, which are international companies, however many of them that are over there developing things. And, of course, then we have the long history of what's gone on in Donbass and how people have been literally experimented on and a war has been waged against them. So in the, in the end of the, of the calculus on this, Russia has a right and probably a more moral responsibility than anybody to go in and save the people of Donbass and ultimately neutralize the Nazis. And the Nazis are there. So in a recent speech, Putin put out before his people that it, they are once again facing the Nazi tanks, or he said the German tanks, on their border with a cross on them. He was very specific. And that's conjuring up the image of World War II. These are all important things to understand because what we're in the phase of right now is the shaping phase of this war. And what's happening is narratives are being used very specifically with very specific framings of words to shape people's mindset towards a war. I'm not going to side with Russia or against Russia, but Putin is preparing his nation for war. Let me let you listen to about a two-minute piece today. This is a, His words are faint in the background. The overlay is the translation voice. Take a listen to this. This is not Putin you're listening to. You're listening to the translator's voice with Putin's voice in the background. So here we go. Not ignore the fact that Russia cannot be defeated on the battlefield. So they're waging increasingly aggressive information attacks. First of all, targeting the young generations, lying on every step, distorting historical truth, attacking our culture, the Russian Orthodox Church, and uh, other traditional religious institutions in our country. Now look at what they're doing with their own peoples. They're destroying the institution of family, their cultural historical identity, and uh, various perversions with regard to children up to pedophilia are accepted as uh, the new norm and priests are forced to recognize and officiate same-sex weddings. People can live however they want and uh, we in Russia have uh, never intruded into people's private life and we're not going to do that. But what we want to say is maybe they should take a look in the scripture, into the holy book of any great religion. It says that the family is a union between woman and man. And these holy texts 
are now being increasingly doubted in the West. The uh, Anglican Church is now considering the idea of a gender-neutral God. What can we say? God forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I find that last part very significant because essentially Putin just quoted Christ. Father, forgive them for they know not what they have done. And this is a ramping up now of the narrative war to prepare now for the, the idea of a last stand of Russia all in against the banksters criminal and the criminal satanic West. Putin has shaped this fight, and I believe rightfully so, in terms of a war against good and evil evil and he's been very clear over these last weeks to speak to his people and tell them that we are not at war with the American people which tells us that he is seeing and preparing his nation to be at war with the American government this same narrative is coming out of the Wagner group and Wagner group is a private military company and I don't know who funds it though it does appear to be some pretty wealthy extremely wealthy oligarchs this apparently operating as an independent corporate military entity across the globe. We don't see it here, but we do see it throughout the Middle East, Syria, all the way out to to the, the Middle Asia area and into Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe area, possibly as far down as Africa. Their position is very similar to Putin's that the great fight that they're in now is a fight against a satanically based West and I say these two because even though by name, Wagner, or by specifics, Wagner Group says they are not funded or working for the Russian government, but they are representing the world, of the group of countries that have been repressed by the West. That's a significant statement. And it's one that as we move forward here to understand that this warfare is being shaped on their side to prepare for war while we on this side are being distracted by so many things. And these are the questions to ask. I don't necessarily have answers for all this tonight, but it's definitely something to realize that this government that we're, is running this country and the corporate media is running a, a narrative warfare game on us, not on the world, to try to keep those in the West eyes towards Russia as a evil empire. Let me give you another example of this. And it's right in our face, actually. There is a test that was done on a Russian nuclear missile. And this latest test is listed as this. This is the headline. U.S. believes Russia conducted, quote, Satan 2 ICBM test while Biden was in Ukraine. CNN has published a surprising report Tuesday night claiming based on two unnamed U.S. officials that Russia conducted the ultra-provocative intercontinental ballistic missile test while President Biden was in Ukraine. The source says the U.S. believes the ICBM test failed. However, no explanation or details were given for the claim other than Putin simply didn't mention the test in his big Tuesday speech in Moscow. Quote, Russia notified the United States in advance of the launch through deconfliction lines and official said another official said that the test did not pose a risk to the United States and that the U.S. did not view the test as an anomaly or an escalation. I just want to point out a few things. Notice that they used the, they've named the missile Satan 2. Who named it? 
The reason I say this is the assumption is that that is, they call it a Russian missile. We named it. Why would we name it Satan too? Because it's the mirror all the time. Everything is a mirror. They're trying to continue to put the optic that Russia, Russia, Russia is bad. They're trying to kill us and destroy us. I would argue that Putin is not trying to go after the people, but he definitely wants to crush the government and probably is providing many of his speeches as much for us as the people as he is for his own country. But Russia's shaped the narrative pretty significantly here. The other thing I want to point out about this article, a couple things that are important to read, CNN is the source, and they're referencing unnamed U.S. officials. The minute we hear that, and we should immediately flag that article as complete garbage, which it is, guarantee it. And then the idea that the ICBM test failed. All of this is designed as a narrative to make you believe that Russia is incapable, they're inferior, and at the same time that they are all designed and they're like they're working in a model of satanic attack against the noble United States. Unfortunately, at this point in our history, we're going to have to jump and reverse that narrative and realize that what we're being told and what's being shared is a mirror. We're actually, at this point, I'm more and more convinced the hub of the great Satan's army right here, which has been a process of a very evil and, and corruptive deep state that has engineered everything and is using our name as American people to represent the, full, the projections of power, the diplomatic efforts, and the laws that are being seen by the world. We haven't given them that authority, but they have taken it, and it's something we're ultimately going to have to take back. Patriots, I want you to understand, too, that Russia is apparently being very serious about this war. They're not wasting any time. Take a listen to this. This is about current preparations in Russia. Just had a conversation with someone who was in Moscow a couple of days ago who tells me that the Russian general staff is preparing for a 30-month war against NATO and the United States. All Mm. of their munitions factories, equipment factories are running 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So they are well-stocked, and they are prepared for the worst. Now, that's a position piece, and I can't guarantee that that piece is accurate, but it does fit the things that we are seeing, that there is definitely an escalation in the preparation for the fight. But Russia said something interesting the other day, which is that they would not meet or match armor with armor. I've seen some pictures where at the conference I'm at here of somebody that was just in Ukraine there is definitely damage that Russia has, inf- has been has had to receive from the Ukrainian army. But the Ukrainian army is broken. From everything we can tell, it's been worn down. It's been killed and captured by the Russian forces. And I believe, again, that what Russia has done here is to create a trap where he knowingly sacrificing some of its own capability to draw the West in and to drain all of its resources down. With the latest intel I've seen from France, France has about 50 tanks capable and only about two days' worth of supplies to sustain a war against Russia. The European model of NATO is broken, and Trump did that. He reminded us that NATO only existed because we fund it. Now, my personal opinion in all of this is that NATO is mistagged. It is not the NATO Atlantic Treaty Organization, but rather the Nazi Atlantic Treaty Organization, which is concurrent and, and accurate with the perceptions that the patriots in Europe have of their own governments. So it's something to really keep in mind here that we're being played again by our government. And it's difficult to say what the truth is entirely out of Russia, but there is has been more transparency 
than we've ever seen before. The narrative is the critical piece, though. And what we're seeing with the narrative is that the shaping of war is real. And they want people to be focused on this idea in Russia that they are going to war and war to win. It's going to take everything they have to accomplish that. On our end, the narrative continues to be one of chaotic disruption. Various things that they're not even talking about, but surface enough to draw our attention away. What are those things? The burning of of warehouses and and food processing plants. The one in Florida that was burning the other day was for plastic pots for planting, which means they're going after the home gardeners again. They're very aware that the American people are are changing to a resilient model. There's no question in my mind. And they're trying to get ahead of this as they know people are transitioning to growing their own food, taking more of the resource control back into their lives. They're trying to take these things away that would otherwise be helpful for, uh, for American people to gain, to gain some measure of sovereignty. Unfortunately, in this whole model, we're the ones never at the table. And I say this over and over, that this is a war that ends up being a war between elites, and we're simply supposed to sit on the side and I guess either cheer it on or give the booze in the crowds. But I think there's a bigger play here for us, and I keep saying this a lot because it's very much on my heart. This is a time right now when people are scared and they're going to continue to be scared and turned upside down by narratives that are continually churning the flames of fear. You have all sorts of issues around our country that are making people question on the stability of our nation and even the stability of our faith. Putin pointed out a number of things in that segment of the speech that he he made. It's very important because he's talking about, which is true with this new marriage act, that the churches are going to have to now agree to supporting gay marriage or LGBTQ relationships. This is a big deal because what we're coming into here is a, a country, we as a country are going to have to come to a decision of what type of world we want. Our government is not working for us, and in order to cover its tracks on so many issues, including the vax, as as probably the most predominant, which is slaughtering our population, the money overspending, the fragility of the government's financial status, and many more things, we are having to face a fact that we're realizing that we're being ripped off. Money hasn't been going to infrastructures. There is not, their military isn't up to operational speed that we would want. And so to cover all that, they're creating more and more chaos as Russia prepares to go to war. These people would love nothing more to go to war with us, to go with war with Russia, excuse me. That would give, give them a cr- complete green light to, st- to finally strip away all rights of Americans, confiscate guns by force if necessary. But at this point, most liberals would go along with it anyway. And then to continue to cover their tracks on food shortages, fuel shortages, etc. Most of these manufactured are manufactured crises. So where do we fit in in all this? That's always my question I ask every day I go through stuff is where do we fit in and what do we have to do? Obviously, the most important piece we have to look at is what's the realization of a global nuclear war? And my answer is slim to none. There's a lot of concerns about China coming into play, and I do believe China will come into play. And I think Russia and China will, may very well coordinate something in the next coming weeks or months that will keep the United States completely off balance. We're looking at something that's going to happen in Ukraine as Russia ramps this up. Keep in mind that tomorrow they have their meeting with the UN Security Council. 
and they're going to present their case on the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, which now has been established by even our own journalists that we were involved in directly destroying that Nord Stream pipeline. That is an act of war against Russia. They're also going to likely be presenting issues on chemical warfare. Chemical warfare, again, is, was executed by the Ukrainians, but we remained mum on the subject. We said nothing. Therefore, we are going to be incriminated once again as being supportive of a proxy war using chemicals that literally have killed Russian troops. These are not small issues. We've gone to war over, over much less, our own selves. Granted, our economy is huge. Russia is still selling oil on the black market, and it's only because of that, it's only lost about 10% of its total GDP since the sanctions went in place. They haven't been a big success. The real t- ticking time bomb here, though, in relation to all of this is China, because China is under great financial stress, massive debt. They have got the issue with their property debt, and what's happening there is that the property market is imploding, and most of their elderly have had their money buried into property, allowing them to look forward to a good return on investment and a retirement savings, but that market has imploded and people are left with nothing, no retirement savings whatsoever, many without homes. China is becoming increasingly fragile. My personal opinion is I wouldn't at all be surprised to see China break into two or three kingdoms by 2025, or at least on rapid descent into that. But anytime that happens, a ruling party then has difficult chances or difficult choices to make. And the CCP is one of those. It is having to choose the idea of one, Will they try to negotiate with the United States to give them some sort of debt help? Two, will they simply ride the train down to the bottom of hell as their whole financial system implodes? Or three, will they go to war? I believe that it's more likely that they go to war. But how do they go to war is, again, is a question. In last night's show, I went over fourth and fifth generation warfare. And what I would tell you is that's the world that we live in now. Informational is the key piece. But within fifth-generation warfare comes information ops, which includes deception, includes redirection. It includes all the things necessary to keep your truth in a state of constant chaos. Also, with with the fourth and fifth levels of information warfare, or I'm sorry, fourth and fifth-generation warfare, is the issues of covert action and non-aligned state actors, meaning that you have corporate entities fighting on your behalf. You have insurgent armies that are coming up from grassroots level. So how would this look like in a conflict? I don't believe that you're going to see a, a heavy hand of direct kinetic action because I don't think either China or Russia wants to take that on towards us. I think that China's economy and its military, which are typically a domestic policing force and has very little experience as a deployed army. In fact, if you go to the skirmish that they just had with India, they got their butt handed to them across the border conflict. And if we go back to 1979, the last time they had a land war, the Vietnamese destroyed them. So they don't have much combat experience and they definitely don't have a lot of experience or desire to be a exportable army. We're unique on that because we deploy our forces around the world all the time. So my guess is that if there's going to be a kinetic action happen in China, it has to happen in the next few months because we're into a weather window that would allow them to do an amphibious assault on Taiwan. But that's also partly a suicidal attack because Taiwan is heavily armed and U.S. presence is there and it puts China in direct conflict with the United States. 
more likely both Russia and China will use cyber methods to accomplish their goal. Russia, as I believe I mentioned in a previous show, is, has already given amnesty to its domestic hackers, allowing them to wage war against Western targets without criminal charges. You can expect something similar from both countries, and it will likely be a fairly handed cyber attack. I would expect you can be prepared, be anticipating some sort of a cyber attack even here on our domestic soil and our infrastructure. This would allow enough destabilization to allow both China and Russia to make a move to acquire both Taiwan from China's side and mop up Ukraine and potentially even move into Europe from a Russian side. Europe has been actively involved in waging war against Russia, and to believe otherwise that they would not have consequences is a fool's errand. So are we going to see a complete global war? We will see, I believe, a great deal of of instability, and you'll see an enormous amount of chaos, and you're going to see a great deal of humiliation of the United States. That's my belief, and I think that part of that is by design is that by humiliating the United States in front of the world, unable to defend Europe, unable to effectively defend Taiwan, I believe what you will see is an attempt to break the hegemony of the dollar that is now the backbone to everybody's finances. As people lose confidence in the dollar, which is purely a paper currency, they're going to want to migrate towards other currencies and both the Russian-backed ruble, digital ruble, and the yuan are now alternatives do this. Now, do I think they're going to succeed? No. But do I think that this is a process to break the United States down? Yes. And is it a war of Russia, China versus the United States? That's what it looks like on paper. But more likely, we're dealing with organizations, cabals, criminal networks across the globe that are all making alliances to make a lot of this happen. So it is a very confusing time. And I'm laying some of these things out because as this continues down the way, The necessity to discern and to understand truly what's at the core of the fight is going to be paramount for each and every one of us. This is ultimately all geared towards creating mass levels of anxiety, mass levels of of insecurity for that matter, for the entire public. And right now, people literally don't have the capacity to deal with that well. One of the things that we are going to continue to see in these wars is the pressure on these sort of systems that create so much pressure on people that people themselves become an unstable mass within a nation. With we start to see Russia making incursions and without with a limited to no response from us in Europe and the same in Taiwan, combined with all sorts of pressures here domestically, it's referred to as the idea of osmotic pressure wars, where there's really so much pressure on the system that the system itself begins to unravel. Migratory patterns are already changing in the United States as people are fleeing blue cities or blue states to go into red states. And as we look at these growing issues of derailments and contamination of the environment, we're looking at a government in our country, the U.S. government, that is trying to use its powers of eminent domain and other regulatory powers to strip people of land ownership and move them into these 15-minute cities. All is happening right before our very eyes. And it's something that we have to keep a cute focus on here to get to the truth. What's our way through? First and foremost, on every single thing we look at, I'm going to encourage everybody simply to breathe. Don't get wrapped up in a headline. Take some time to read the article. 
ask hard questions. It's one of those things that I have mentioned here just in the beginning of this art in this show tonight, and I've mentioned before, but when you read a headline like US believes Russia conducted quote Satan two ICBM tests while Biden was in Ukraine, ask yourself who gave that missile that name? We did. Then as you dig in into that and you find out more details about it, look for very accurate details, look for very accurate sources. This comes from CNN and it comes from undisclosed sources in the government. That you should throw that out right away. Every article now has to come under scrutiny. And every bit of information we have has to come under a greater level of scrutiny because the deception war is increasing so to affect the public sentiment and the narrative that controls them. Russia is on a very, what we will read and what we hear and what Putin is saying is designed for us to hear and to put our allegiance with him. I'm not giving my allegiance to any leader, but be clear on what, what I'm saying here. Putin is talking about the LGBTQ movement forcing their agenda into the public schools and into the public domain. They're talking about churches having to accept gay marriage and other LGBTQ issues. These are very personal issues with us. In a number of surveys that have been done online, Putin is scoring even higher than President Trump for popularity right now within conservative base. And there is no question that's true. Because people are literally fed up with leadership that do not put the people first. All of this is part of the great churning, if you will. And as we go through this great churning, governments are vying for power. There is a war against a deep state in our government, but that's going to leave a big question, which everybody's going to want to know is, if you take out the deep state in the United States, what replaces it? And that question is not able to be answered directly right now, other than we, the people, have that responsibility and duty to take care of this. In fact, this government, by the Declaration of Independence, is despotic and should be removed by the will of the people. That's our duty. And part of that fact that our duty is given to us under a, land, under a document that proclaims that the, the land and our rights are given to us by God that ultimately how that frames out is that our duty is to protect that gift which God gave us. Now, nobody likes to talk about these things because it makes everybody feel uncomfortable and everybody's like, oh, I don't know what to do. What do you want me to do? Like become a radical revolutionary, overthrow the government? I'm hoping we never get there. But the issue is at hand is that we have to work aggressively and more aggressively than ever on the information warfare space to continue to influence people towards the light. That's not deception. That's not mis misdirection. That is literally helping them find their way to that principle of truth and light. Things are only speeding up. And for those that are wrapped in the narrative, it is going to create a great deal of emotional and, and, and anxious anxiety within them. But it creates a massive opportunity for ourselves. Because if people get to that place, they're more willing to listen to something that will give them calm in the heart and directions moving forward. People are going to have to read differently. They're going to have to look into things differently. Those that are asleep, it's going to be foreign to them as we enter into this space, as we start to see things unravel. They're living, many are living in an accepted cognitive dissonance because they so dislike President Trump, they're willing to accept anything other. You could literally put in a space alien or a lizard head up there right now, and I swear they would all say, good, 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 that's great because it's not Trump. That damage is already done. We also know that what's happening here within all the areas of the deep state is we are they're constantly pushing these narratives out there and they're seizing control. We have to find the way to free them. And ultimately that comes through our faith, our scripture, and walking with Christ. 
it's something in that message right there that I can't emphasize enough. It's so much on my heart these days, and God is just beating that door every single day. That in the world where we are, we have to walk as part of Christ and let Christ work through us. We have to strive to walk in his shoes as he works through us. Because as we put trust in that and trust in our active prayers and focus, we are emanating a light that they can sense and they'll be drawn to like moths to a flame. But it also gives us an immeasurable ability to walk level and stable and not be affected by this noise and confusion that's over here. It's highly addictive to try to get engaged with the political fight. Just so I say it, awareness is one thing, fighting out is another. But this government will continue to churn things, and they will do so very strategically as the people live without a leader. And we watch Putin lead his nation, and we watch whoever is leading China, because I don't even know where she is these days. So what can we accept now? expect now in the coming weeks? Likely a cyber, an AI attack that's going to come out of the east from Russia to Ukraine and probably something out of China towards Taiwan the very similar way. Covert actions will remain high and you will see more reveals of truth, which possibly could include over what is estimated as over 1,000 biolabs in the Taiwanese area. Now, the problem we have in all of this the summation on this is that the United States has been using these weapons like bioweapons labs and other mechanisms of warfare to maintain and to threaten other nations to ensure that the dollar hegemony does not leave this earth. That does not make us the good guys. In fact, it makes us extortionists, and that's something that has to change. I don't seek to have our nation punished I don't seek to have our nation go through a suffering that's so deep that we end up being like a third world nation. The elites don't care. So we have a, a pretty much a dual fight. We, we are fighting for is to restore God truly to the throne of this, of this kingdom, this wonderful nation. And that means that by, by doing that, government has to ultimately become subordinate to the, our wills, the wills of the people. That also means that we have a massive shift to make which is breaking away from the Babylonian consumption system that we're in, the debt slave system that we're in, and getting into purchasing things with cash, bartering, and taking, becoming more sustainable within your own environment. These things are massive moves, and this is where our feet on the ground in this battle are become very significant because our battle space is working around our home and our community to fortify it, to separate it from this beast system that we're fighting against, and then to continue that support for the development of local security and local security militias. That's on a greater level of understanding that our government, as it continues to be pressured, may actually start to disintegrate. We're seeing the distrust for this government peak way off limits. I don't believe with what is in place that there will be a strategic strike against the United States. I could be wrong. I don't believe that's going to be the case. But I do believe that the potential for artificial intelligence-driven AI or um, cyber attacks, very, very possible. And Putin has alluded to the fact that he has other tools and many other tools in his war chest to fight the West. So we're in for a pretty bumpy ride. I have no doubt about that. We're going to see some pretty crazy days. But what I would encourage you is to continue to keep your optic on all things through a biblical lens. And by biblical lens, I want to just close with these thoughts. It doesn't mean end of day scenario. It means looking at these things through the wisdom that the Bible gives us. 
the ability to be calm and to remain in love and deeply loving in God, to walk with a loving heart. It means becoming the disciples into the world for God's word. And in so doing, to bring the love of Christ into people's lives, to increasingly build the strength of this breakaway group, this great breakaway remnant, to reestablish the kingdom for all. I don't go to end of world scenarios. I will tell you that some of the, I'm with some of the high influencers in, in, in the religious space here this week, and they're not going to end of world scenarios either. What we're all talking about is the same thing. How do we re-empower the power of the church in people's lives? And the bottom line is it's going to happen each and every one of us, and it's the most powerful weapon of war that we have. We have to find that way to bring so many back. And rather than looking at the church as it was, the church as it was is gone. We have to look at where the church is now, which is within our heart, and we have to do that job of discipleship, home churches, engaging with people, bringing people to Christ, and salvation and repentance. These are our greatest tools. I'm not taking away from the need to have a home defense plan. I'm not taking away anything with 2A, but we're not at the point where that type of warfare is even conceivable. It might get there quickly, in which case we'll adapt and we'll overcome. But for now, the the one foundation that we're building that will never change, no matter what the state of warfare is, is that constant pursuit of truth and love in Christ. And as we do that more and more, it becomes an impossible influence place, meaning they cannot get into your head. They cannot influence you. They cannot detract you into a place of fear and anxiety. Headlines, read them for what they are. Assess the information lightly. Understand that much of what we're looking at here is to try to win your hearts and minds for one government to another. We don't have a seat at the table of the elites. We do have the seat in the kingdom. That's where the priority needs to be. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we're blessed for this time that we have each and every day, truly blessed with what you give us here in a fellowship that is truly profound. Father, in these times of great chaos, what we ask and pray for is great levels of discernment, to literally just open up the heavens and pour out discernment into each and every person's heart, that they can have that strength to endure the much this crazy space we're in that constantly churns, deceives, redirects to keep truth out of our grip. But what we know, Father, is through you, you provide us with the wisdom to see clearly in a straight path, to see through all this haze and maze, to walk closer and closer with you through our loving Christ. So Jesus, we just ask that you'll just continue to raise that banner mightily in our lives, that we can walk with you. And as you, as we walk with you, just Let us be reminded of your presence. For so many out there that are seeking that intimate relationship with you, Jesus, we just pray that you'll make yourself known in their hearts in a profound way. This is a time, Jesus, that we're we're asking for that reminder, that nudge, that boost, so that in the chaos of times, people are reaffirmed in their position of mighty warriors in you, mighty warriors of Christ in this war. This is a time to be bold. This is a time to be incredibly strong, vocal, present in the world, to let people know where we stand and that ultimately we will not bow to anything this evil presents. In an asymmetric war where so much of our enemy is coming from unexpected places, the one place we always know is our love in God, our love through Christ, and our feet rock solid on the rock of faith. Guide us and protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Patriots. 
Crazy days ahead, and the acceleration of information is only going to increase. So with all of this, you notice I didn't mention anything coming out of D.C. because I don't care right now. It makes no difference in the greater picture of things. The one thing to constantly being looked at is your preparations at home. We'll get into more of that in the later part of the week. But most importantly, that Bible needs to be in the center of our home. The Bible needs to be centered to our lives, and God needs to be restored to the throne even in our own homes. That's essential. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. And crush him. Mission forward. Patriots, Duncan will be doing Fishers of Men tonight. So until then, or until the next time, God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, Ask what you can do for your country.
waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs>